All right, Ruthann, talk CDL. We are here. We are here with a heavy subject. A heavy one? Very heavy. Suicide in mm. trucking. Yes. Suicide by truck and truck drivers committing suicide. It's a tough subject, but we're going to tackle that today, plus the word of the day. But before we do that, let's go ahead and mention some sponsors. We have Carter Lumber. They're in 13 different states, 166 locations, and all they're looking for is local home everyday drivers. That's what they're looking for. On top of all that, you'll be driving well-maintained equipment. The fleet is company-owned. You get health, dental, vision, life, disability, company match 401k, PTO, sick time, and paid holidays, and much, much more. Go on your computer or your phone and look up carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL and just put your application in there. That's exactly how they want to do this, and then they'll call you and get you in for an interview. That's carterlumber.com com forward slash talk cdl our next sponsor we have national carriers they're in dallas texas or actually irving texas their phone number is 888-311-7076 if you're a class a driver or if you're a student driver they're looking to hire you lease drivers regional drivers over the road drivers and they have nothing but the best equipment t680s and much much more full benefit package Call them today, 888-311-7076. J.J. Keller, the trucker secretary, give them a call, 888-601-2017. They will help you with all of your needs to file all your paperwork. Again, 888-601-2017, the trucker secretary, J.J. Keller. Awesome. Good job, Ruthann. Listen, real quick, today's subject, it's crazy, it's hairy, it's, it's nasty, and you know, if you're not, if you've never been touched by it, and I, I think one of the articles that I read said this, if you've never really had this in your family, it's, it's hard to really grasp why someone would take their own life. It, it really is. And so here's just a few stats that I have, and you have some too, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. And I'm going to say... On average, forty to 50,000 people a year in the United States commit suicide. 2019 is the last one I think they have. 47,511 drivers mm-hmm. committed suicide. And in the United States in 2019, 1.38 million attempts right. to take their own life. Correct. Is that not crazy? It's super crazy. And we've got stats in the trucking industry also and why. Did you have something you wanted to say? No. No, oh. I just think it's, it, it's, it's uh, when you break down those statistics and you see um, the age and you see the, which, which group is the highest that commit, all those different, st- it, 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 it kind of, it, it's like a fist in your heart just squeezing because the fact that people do that, but yet to see who it is that, that 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 anybody feels that they need to do that, but to to see some of those statistics is just is just a shame. And and here's the thing, Ruthann. I I know somebody right now in the church that is suicidal, and and he has actually told me that someday he is going to end his life. So that was probably the maybe one of the first times somebody ever bluntly told me they were going to take their own life. And he was dead serious. He's, he's actually on depression medicine. 
Um, I found a article written by Pride Transport in the beginning of 2020. It's kind of a an article with some stats. I want to read just read some of it for you. Okay. Here's what it says. It says there is a moment when dark is more than just the lack of light in a room. When it is a physical presence, when it consumes your every thought, at that moment, there is a feeling that nothing will heal, no one will understand, no words will help. It feels as if all is futility, all is without purpose, and the world is no longer the place you want to be. For millions of people, that feeling is a daily struggle. That darkness is too real. And you see, that's how they describe people that are suicidal. It's They just feel like they're just in darkness. No matter how many times you come to them and saying that, you know, it will be better or talk to me or anything like that, they do feel that way. They feel they can't go to anybody. They feel no one else understands them. But they don't realize that it's their own mind going against them. It's their own mind feeding upon its own self instead of realizing I do have someone that's out there that would want to hear me, whether it be a stranger or someone in a church or a fellow trucker or anything like that. There are people out there that will listen. It's just you have to get out within yourself and say, I need to talk about it because there's too many people that don't think that. And I think I think that those that are feeling this, let me just read this other part of this paragraph. It says, if you've never dealt with depression or pain or loss, if you've never thought that taking your own life is the only option, then perhaps you're not familiar with the darkness. And it says, here's what the darkness looks like. And then of course it gives more stats. Um, 129 Americans die by suicide every day, every single day, almost 130 people take their life. It says it's the second leading cause of death in people ages 15 to 34. That's that's a scary number right there. Mm-hmm. That's our young people. Mm-hmm. That's that's kids growing up in a life where maybe they're scared of of the world, you know, and 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 careers and thinking they're not going to be able to make it in life or whatever the case is because that is that age where at 15 to 34, you really even at 34 you I consider you young, but you know, especially those younger 20s, it says um, the fourth leading cause of death in people that are f- 35 to four, 54, and then the 10th leading cause of death in the United States altogether, which we already read. Um, it's it's a scary, scary thought when you have someone that's in your life like that. And I wanted to read here... Um, Listen to this. This is now. Then we go, let's take this to truck driving. It says one of the facts of being a truck driver is you tend to spend a lot of time alone. Long haul drivers, especially, have extended periods of being alone in the cab, alone on the road, alone with their thoughts. Remember, I used to tell you that mm-hmm. when you're driving. This was even before cell phones. When I when I you'd be out there for days or weeks. I was out there for weeks. And you you got a lot of think time. Yeah. And sometimes that's not good. It's not usually that good. Yeah, because all you, I mean, I used to drive. I I don't know how they're driving today with the, the e-logs. I've never been on e-logs. 
But I used to drive, and I would drive until I couldn't drive. So I would pull in somewhere at night, and I would go to sleep. And then I would wake up, take a shower, and I would be in that seat again. This was seven days a week for weeks at a time till I would come home to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, you do get a, you know, I mean, how many movies have we seen like with cabin fever? You you get a cabin fever in there when you don't really have anybody to talk to but a stranger here and there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary. Yeah, you don't want to sit there and when you pull up at your dock have to have a conversation with the people there, you know. Here's what it says. It says, although people who like solitude are a good fit for the trucking industry, obviously. It says, being alone can quickly turn to being lonely. Hear that, Ruthann? Yes. Being alone makes you lonely. So a lot of these guys and gals, they've got a dream of being a trucker. And my guess is a lot of the ones that really are just doing it for the money and not the lifestyle, their thoughts are, I'm going to be out there making a lot of money. Well, remember what I said before? You know, after after you get to your new job, when you've never really been away before, you wake up in a cab, nothing is around you anymore. Your dog, your cat, your house, everything you own is a thousand miles away or wherever you're at. Your wife, your kids, all your whole routine. Just imagine that routine. You got a routine every day. You get up, you feed the dog, you're, you're with the kids, you go to work, you come home, you eat dinner together, and maybe you go to the kids' Little League games, and blah, 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 blah. You have this 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 life, this... this um, Social. Yeah, this uh, schedule in yeah. a way, right? You're social. Right, but when you go and you leave... You leave your whole life behind, and and most of these guys and gals, ninety nine percent of them, I'm sure of, even if they're not true truckers by heart, they're at least wanting to go and support their family. Mm-hmm. So they go out there to do this, and then all of a sudden, like it said, being alone makes you lonely. All of a sudden, all you got around you is other truckers. And don't get me wrong, it's nice. I used to enjoy the the camaraderie on the CB, you know, or sitting at a truck stop and talking, but. That's really not like family life at all because somebody you meet, you're meeting them for five minutes and then you're on the road and it's always strangers. Well, not only that, but a lot of people, you have a lot of people that are very um, sociable. They're like the social butterflies. They're, they walk into a room and they just mingle and they chat and they, they get along with everyone. Those kind of people turning into a truck can be a shock system to them if they're a person that when they get in the truck, then they don't have that, you know, hey, I'm going to this place and I'm going to that place and I'm going to just say hi and chat around. You don't have that. You have truck stops. And if you go to a truck stop and you're going to chat with people, you need to make sure they don't think you're weird. I mean, there's a lot of people that are, are truck drivers that are those ones that do like to be alone, but they don't know how to handle someone coming up and being chatty with them. They think that they're wanting something. So, you know, you have to think about the best way to approach those kind of people. But when you don't have a CB then, on top of all that, you're not having that communication then with other people. Now, if you're a person on the road, but you like to, you have your, your cell phone and you're, you have that, you're talking on your cell phone um, with your family and, and staying in communication that way, that's good. You know, but if you're a person that don't do all that or don't have that family or you're just basically feel alone, 
you have to find a way to communicate and get outside of that tractor and see people where you won't, you'll just kind of get into that dark hole. Cur- curl up into a ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine though, you think about a guy that drives truck for 30 years, he's over the road, he's gone two to four weeks at a time. And then like he comes home one day to retire and you look back at 30 years and you can say, man, I've seen some gorgeous places, man. I really did. Loved it. It was beautiful, but I really didn't have a life. You know what I mean? It's like I worked, I worked, you know, my whole life. I made these nice paychecks and even paid off a house, but I never really got to enjoy. If you think about a a guy that goes home twice a month for say two days at a time, that's four times 12 is 48 days, right? A year out of 365, he's actually at his house. We just, we just met a guy. The other day, now he's not a truck driver, but he works away from home. He said he's on the road 11 months out of a year. He's on the road. Yeah, and he, he didn't seem right in his head, that guy. I mean, honestly, he was a nice guy. He was the nice. guy we got the wood off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, just it really can do something to you. So I would I would implore people that are thinking about being a trucker, if it isn't in your heart for real, and it's not the cowboy lifestyle you've been wanting to, because trucking Listen to this before I go on. Truck drivers are fifth on the list of highest risk for work-related suicide. Fifth. Out of all the occupations in the United States, truckers are fifth, uh, the fifth likely to commit suicide. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. You want to know what in the world, the the second highest, because the highest suicide rate age is 85 and older. 85 and older? Yeah, 85 and older come in at 20.12 as considered out of, you know, your 100. Now, the second highest is the age 45 to 54, coming in at 19.6. Wait, say that again? 45 to 54 comes in at 19.6, and then 55 to 64 is 19.41. So between 45 and 65... You are the second highest rating for suicide, you know, to commit suicide. I read that the number one person is a white guy, 55 and up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, white male, 55 and up, Mm -hmm. is is the highest suicide rate in in the United States. Well, this is like 45 and up. So even so, it's, it's white male, you know. Here it says the trucking industry has been classified as one of the highest risk occupations in the United States. The stress, the loneliness can clearly be seen as factors in making truck drivers suicidal risk so high. Isn't that crazy? It is. It says here's some more added pressure. It says um, it says it cannot be stated how important truck drivers are to the economy. And and the well-being of this nation, seven hundred billion dollars worth of goods is moved by truck drivers on a daily basis. It says if they stop driving, the country would grind to a complete halt in a matter of days. The level of mayhem loss that we as a nation would experience would be catastrophic. It says just just for taste, listen to this: in the United States, all fifty-five thousand pharmacies. There's 55,000 pharmacies. It says they all receive goods and drugs on a daily basis.
basis via truck delivery. Without truck drivers, the medical supplies would, would quickly run out. Just imagine that. Mm-hmm. You know, they always talk about the milk and eggs and little kids. But just imagine people with their daily medicine, especially heart medicines, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Imagine if if trucking went down. So, so you know, it, it goes on to say about truck drivers, they don't get a lot of recognition. You know, a lot of people look at look down on truck drivers. They really do. I mean, I, I, honestly, that's how I always felt when I was out on the road. You know, you meet somebody, you know, anybody. They it, feel like it, you don't yeah. have any mentality because you're a truck driver. They think it's a simple, simple job, but it's not. Yeah, you tell somebody you're a truck driver, it's like, you know. Oh, you couldn't become a professional. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> like running away, you know. So it says the lack of recognition. Truck drivers have, have a number of stressors to contend with. Time pressure. Social isolation, disrespectful treatment from other drivers, and we're going to make that one another podcast, driving hazards such as weather, changes, traffic, poor road conditions, people who don't understand that truck drivers cannot stop on a dime like a bicycle, violence, and fear of violence all make up the daily life of a truck driver. And that's really, you know, and I know a lot of people go, well, you chose that. Yeah, well, you know what, you're... People should be glad that we chose that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Not, it's see, like a cop. See, I'm not looking for... I, I was on a page the other day where somebody said, thank a trucker. And then this guy was like, some clown came on. He's like, why do freaking truckers always think they need to be thanked? We all need to be thanked for our jobs. And, you know, I semi-agree with that. We all... Everybody should be thanked for the job. We all need each other. Yeah. Okay, but but still, it's the way people look down on truckers... You know what I mean? And it's like garbage men. People always look down on garbage men, but garbage men, if they weren't there, you'd have a really bad situation in your hands. And here's the thing. I don't care what profession you're in, truckers, garbage, garbage men, whatever mm-hmm. the case is, and they drive a truck too. Right. Um, you know what? There's a small percent that make us look really bad. I mean, that's sincere. Most truckers that we know, I mean, literally, when you talk to them, most of those guys, I, I, I know a lot of truckers, they don't even go on Facebook or really barely have a cell phone. They're just out there doing their job. They're good people. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there is that 1% or 5%, whatever you want to call them that, you know what I mean? They'll run you off the road and they'll do this, do that. And it's always bad. And all you need is one dumbass that makes everybody look down on them. So, you know, I would just say that, you know, we need to be more, more respectful of each other. And, uh, honestly, truly, I'm very appreciative that, I appreciate everybody in the industry. Let's put it this way. Yeah. I, I, I can't eat McDonald's, right? But right. I like getting their, their $1 Coca-Cola, right? It's <laughs> a good plug for McDonald's. I like that. But here's the thing. How many times do you have people say, well, I work at McDonald's? And they're like, oh. If you didn't have McDonald's, half the time people wouldn't have their food, right? Garbage men, janitors at the, at the schools... How many times, I mean, I was never one of those kids that, that casted face down at anybody, but there are kids, you know, that the kids that wanted to be rowdy and do something really ignorant, like dump the trash can in the, in the high school bathroom because they thought it was really funny to watch the guy come in and have to clean up their crap then. That, sh- that starts with that, that degrading of another human being. Yeah, I know kids back in school yeah. used to make fun of the janitor all it's, the time. Oh, let's, let's go ahead and do this. Let's, let's make this mess here. They still, they're there. Yes. They have to clean up your mess. But what does it say about you by doing that mess to make someone else have to clean it up? They're there getting a living. Ruth, you're getting hot under the collar. I know, right? So listen to this. Now it says, what can we do? It says, first and foremost, it's important to let truck 
truck drivers know that they are not alone when they don't want to be and make sure they have someone to talk to. Now, think about this now. I'll tell you who really should be able to recognize is wife, kids, family, friends. If you all have a truck driver for a friend or a wife or a husband and you see he's maybe kind of not talking a lot and he's normal, you know, just anything. You know how you can tell somebody's not right when they're, they're not in their normal routine? You know, it's like like you when I'm quiet, everybody says what's Something's wrong? wrong. They always say, What's wrong with Troy? Something's right? wrong. Right. No matter where we're at, <laughs> if if I'm not saying anything, everybody's coming up to you and going, What is Troy mad? What's the matter? He's yeah. not saying nothing. It's, it's worse with the kids when they when they say, Is Dad mad? Something happened. <laughs> exactly. You know, so when you see someone out of their normal routine, mm-hmm. m- you know, wives, husbands, kids, talk to them. Even a text sometimes. I mean, you don't have to physically talk to them. Sometimes just reaching out to them via text and just saying, hey, how you doing? That will open them up to talk back. How about I love you? Simple. I'm serious. Like, doesn't it mean a lot, though, when like one of your kids or anybody Mm -hmm. sends you a message saying I love you? And, and, you know, I think a lot of times people put, um, they put I love you in a box. It has to be between a husband and a wife it has to be between a family member it has to have that restriction of of i don't want to say sexual intent but they make it sound like it has to be just that but it's not because you can love someone that is not your family member it's just is the is is the degree of that love it's a love as another human being it's a love of a person not you know the love between you and I as, as husband and wife. I mean, I don't love my kids the same way I love you. That's kind of creepy, you know? Yeah, I agree. So, so listen to this. Let's, let's move on here. It says some, someone in the company. Okay. Not just husband, wife. Now I, I understand if, if you've just met a truck driver, you don't know, you know, when he first comes to your company, but after you get to know the guy and he comes into the terminal and he's off a little bit, Say hi to him. Talk to him. You know, just recognizing mm-hmm. or just, just, you know, saying, hi, how you doing? You know, buy him a Coke out of the vending machine, whatever the case is. Coke, coffee, anything. I mean, safety directors can make it a habit if they go in and say hi to every one of their drivers when they come in. I could be in a terrible mood and somebody does something nice. And I don't, you don't have to go spending money, but even a, hey, how you doing? Just a, a friendly Upbeat voice mm-hmm. makes makes your whole world different. It's, a, it's no different than when somebody answers the phone or somebody's in a bad mood, or when you pull up as a pull up to a shipper or a receiver and you can tell that the girl behind the the uh, window is in a pissy mood, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like you feel like you're walking on eggshells around her. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I mean, try to you know, I'm telling you, just a smile, a hello, you know, can make someone's whole life that day, you know. Stop thinking about that darkness. Well, if you think about it, yawn is supposedly one of the most contagious things. When a person yawns, everybody wants to yawn. But a smile takes most of your muscles in your face, right? They take a ton of muscles just to smile. Mm -hmm. But when someone sees, when you walk up to someone and say, hey, how you doing? You give a good, a, a nice, genuine, big smile. They generally always smile back saying, hey. Have you ever noticed that? Now, listen, we're not, we're not telling you how to treat each other. We're just tr- giving you suggestions. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, really the bottom line is, is try to keep an eye out for each other out there. 
I mean that sincerely. Truck drivers, you know, keep an eye on out for each other. And, and hey, if you're on the CB shooting the breeze with someone, just, you know, in talking. How are you guys doing today? You know, mm-hmm. you see, I'll tell you another one, another guy, the truck driver that's just sitting in the lounge all by himself at the truck at the truck stop, just sitting there having a coffee. You know what? If you're another truck driver and you walk in, you see another trucker standing there, say hi to him. You know, I mean, strike up a conversation. It's probably good for both of you. Probably. So, all right. So I wanted to I wanted to move on a little bit to the next the next opportunity, uh, not an opportunity, but the next segment of this, which is still suicide, suicide by truck, which here's a deal. And I've, and it'll, it'll probably mention this in the stat here, but I was reading that, for example, the railroad, there is a, I forget who it is, the DOT or whoever runs the railroad, they actually keep track of suicide by, by train. Mm-hmm. There's a statistic, mm-hmm. but there's no statistic suicide by semi, but it happens more than you think it does. Yeah. There's many times, and here's the, the problem. I'm going to read you a story or two, but here's the problem. You know, you commit suicide and walk out in front of a truck driver, right? Mm-hmm. The truck driver could go to jail if they think the truck driver was negligent and could have avoided you. So suicide by truck is probably not a good idea because you're hurting so many people's lives. And when you force somebody else to take your life, that person now has to live every day knowing they killed you. Yeah, and, and, and that's a lot of things that people don't realize when when you use someone else as a tool because cause, you don't know how to do it, you're, you know... You don't know how to, 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 I don't want to say it in the wrong way because I can. Um, you, yeah, don't say it in the wrong way. I, I'm trying not to. I don't want to say it and it come out really stupid. Okay, then you want me to take over? No. <laughs> <laughs> when you use someone else for your own means, that is completely wrong. But when you're doing it in an evil way, that evil then sticks to that person because it, it, it shadows over them and they take then that feeling that they just participated in something horrible. And yeah, I mean, and, and even it, though you might be thinking that it's not evil because you just want to end your life. But when you use like, for example, we're talking about truckers here, you jump out in front of a semi truck to, to end your life. Becomes evil. That yes. be, it, you you're gone. No more worries for you here on this planet. But now you've got the truck driver. You've got hey, you got the family now saying you killed my my mm-hmm. my my brother and 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 not even knowing because like I started out saying, there's really no true statistics. A lot of these things are sometimes just chalked up to pedestrian hit by vehicle. So they don't know, did this guy kill himself or did he not? Now, like, for example, there's been people that will jump off a bridge in front of a tractor trailer. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, that, or they just stand there in front of the tractor trailer as it's coming. Well, I, I actually have a video from the Bronx, okay, on the Cross Bronx Expressway, where a guy just literally come walking towards a tractor trailer. And right at night, right after you go through this, under this bridge, he's literally just right in the trucker's lane. And it's, it's, it's over for that guy. Mm-hmm. It's, it was obvious. I mean, mm-hmm. the good, I'll tell you the good thing. The good thing is that that truck driver had a dash cam because you couldn't see this guy until the very last second. And there was no way to swerve without, you know, probably rolling over and killing yourself. I mean, it was that fast of a, of a suicide. But here's the thing. 
because of your own way of doing that, by, by, do, by involving another person, involving a truck driver or just anybody, but a truck driver is what we're talking about. And now we have to figure in all the other angles of the families and, okay, let's not even look at it as, okay, the driver has proof he was not at fault, but now he still has that feeling that he still took someone else's life. Now, if a driver wants to fall in that same hole that you were in because he took someone's life, even if he knew he didn't do it on purpose, that's just something that he could live with. Yeah, some people and might. And he could end up being the same, going in that same circle and falling into a depression hole just like you were in. Yeah, because so what you did is you just passed your evil on to him. Yeah, because of the suicide, you might make somebody else suicidal suicidal yeah. because they can't live with the fact that they knew that they had anything to do with your murder your suicide attempt anything at all that could be very tragic to a to a to any human period okay so let me read this this is a story that i found in the trucker's report okay it says a woman who admitted to attempting to commit suicide by driving head-on into a large truck has been charged with multiple crimes as a result it's the video i showed you earlier mm-hmm Remember that lady? She mm-hmm. was sitting on a on a on a get on ramp, a right. get off ramp rather. It turned the other way. She was right. she, yeah, she was facing the northbound traffic. Okay, and she darted out in front of a trucker and just missed the cab and ended up hitting like I think the tandems or something. And the trucker swerved and he rolled over right there. And then a pickup truck got involved also. So they got hurt and she was life flighted and they were all they were all taken to the hospital. Nobody died there. But now listen to this. It says, according to police, and this happened, I think, in the beginning of this year. It says, according to police, Texas resident Laura Mayek, Maya um, says was driving very slowly southbound along the northbound lanes of I-35 in Texas when she saw a large truck headed towards her. She allegedly pulled out in front of the truck with the intention of committing suicide. I mean, they're, they're saying it's allegedly because, you know, they're trying to cover themselves. It says, miscalculating the timing slightly, her large Chevy Suburban actually hit the side of the truck between the cab and the trail. Yeah, the tandems. And uh, I'm sorry, not the tandems, but the drive, the drive wheels. Crushing the front passenger side of her Suburban and flipping the truck over. The crash also involved a pickup truck that was behind the semi. While Maya was airlifted to Baylor University Medical Center in Dallas... Police on the scene discovered an open container of alcohol and ordered a blood alcohol test at the hospital, proving that she was intoxicated at the time of the crash. The trucker and the pickup truck driver were both injured and treated by EMTs at the scene of the crash. So there's a a classic example. Here's a truck driver now, Ruthann. He's going down the road. He's making money. He's earning, and he's away from home all the time. He's driving down the road providing for his family and and somebody's got the intention of using the next semi truck that comes i mean obviously she didn't know this guy so maybe if she was committing suicide her thoughts were the next semi i'm just gonna you know i've heard people say that i'll just jump in front of a semi truck well of course you're gonna be killed instantly if you do that well guess what she proved she proved that you don't always die Right. When you get hit by a semi truck, mm-hmm. and now she's in a world of crap because they're gonna they're they've arrested her, they've charged her with all kind of stuff. Just imagine, she probably lose her license for life, and and what kind of money is she gonna be sued for that her insurance doesn't cover, even if she 
didn't have insurance, that's even worse. Mm -hmm. So she's in a world of crap just because she thought she would use somebody else to kill herself. Not listen, not all suicide. You just you heard the statistics. One point, almost one point four million people attempted suicide in 2019, but only forty seven thousand succeeded. Mm -hmm. So most of the time when you go to kill yourself, you don't succeed. And now you've got to live with the consequences. So I would tell you that it's probably, you know, it's just a better idea to get help than to just end your life. It really is. is. And there is help, help out there. I mean, there is plenty of places that you can go to, to, to help with how we are feeling. Because the fact is, is there are professionals that help with that. So I got one more story for you. Okay. I think it's only one more. It says, this This one's from CDL Life. Everybody has like suicide articles. It says, it was a normal night for Jason Lane. He had just picked up a load and was headed to his delivery location. It was a clear, cold night at approximately 4 a.m. Lane was traveling along Route 10 in Kansas. It says, uh, Lane was used to driving nights. He has been on the same dedicated account for months. He liked driving nights when fewer cars were on the road. Lane said he knew that he knew there were a lot of deer in the area, so he was frequently doing a sweep of the area to keep an eye out for them. That's when I used to run 80 in Pennsylvania. At night like that, I would always be watching for deer. It says not too far ahead of Lane's was a passenger vehicle and a police officer. It said, Lane recalls the police officer suddenly hitting his brakes, swerving to the right, and pulling onto the shoulder of the road. Not wanting to buzz the police officer, Lane, who was in the right lane, moved into the left lane. That's when he saw why the officer suddenly pulled onto the shoulder. A man was lying in the roadway. It says, Lane frantically steered to his left, hitting the shoulder, but the impact couldn't be avoided. He hit the guy. Mm. It says, my headlights were on. As I got closer, I saw the man lying on the road, and he was looking at me. I can still see his eyes. See, the, that's that factor that you were just talking about. You you use somebody to kill you. You jump out in front of somebody. Uh, look at suicide by cop. That's a big thing, right? Yep. Suicide by semi-truck. Suicide by freight train. It, you know, There's th- always going to be someone affected by your Exactly. Action. After you're gone... They're, they're being haunted by killing you. Mm-hmm. It's like this guy said, I can still, he could, to this day, this guy still can see the eyes of this guy. And it says, Lane recalls his feelings that night. It was traumatizing. This was somebody's brother, uncle, maybe their son. He said, my first thought was, I am going to jail for the rest of my life and I'll never see my family again. This is what Lane was thinking. This Remember I was telling you? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if they can't prove it was suicide, they might say you you were negligent and give you manslaughter, you know, and, and you do 5 to 15 years and still your life as a, as, as a felon prisoner and you were just coming along doing nothing. So it's, it's, you, Not every everything is avoidable. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. What do I always tell the kids when, when we were teaching them to drive? If an animal runs out in front of you, do I tell them to swerve, slam the brakes on, and do all kind of crazy stuff? Or yeah. do I say, stay straight? Stay straight. Stay straight. I'd rather, I'd rather the kid, if, if somebody's going to do something stupid and run out in front of you, 
or, or you know, a, a dog runs out in front of you or whatever the case is, if you're doing 55, 60, 65, 70, and you swerve, you know how many accidents truckers get in, Ruthann, because somebody makes a stupid move, the trucker swerves, he wrecks, and then he's trying to tell the cop, the guy, the guy cut in front of me, and, and he got down the road, and, and, and now, now he's in trouble. He gets a reckless, a careless, he gets a rollover, he loses his license, all this bullshit because of somebody else's negligence. Well, somebody committing suicide by your truck is no different. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying kill somebody if they jump out in front of you, but I am saying, just like Lane's saying, I might be going to prison for the rest of my life over this crap. It said Lane remained at the scene. It says a police investigation found that Lane was not at fault for any crime and he was free to go. But the incident was far from over for Lane. He would struggle with the events of that night for months to come and is still struggling with it today, two years later. Lane, who was, Lane, who's always loved driving at night, couldn't drive at nights for months. He struggled with sleep. He was anxious every time he saw someone walking on the side of the road. He's quoted as saying, I think about it. Every time I see someone walking on the side of the road, I wonder, is this person suicidal? Are they going to try to step in front of my truck? Still to this day, years later, I'm on the edge, Lane told CDL Life. It's always in the back of my mind. Lane said that he wishes he could tell people that truck drivers are real people too. We're humans. We have emotions. Incidents like this impact us too. It's exactly what we were just saying. Right. And you can read the rest of that incident on CDL Life. In fact, I can even, I'll even, I'll, 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 I'll back uh, link it uh, so you guys can find it on TalkCDL.com. And you can go in there and there's, there's a bunch more to read there about the suicide. They got all kind of rates, women truckers, men truckers, and uh, go over there. CDL Life, great people. The Truckers Report, great people. Mm-hmm. And Pride Transport, that was a great article. And so, Ruthann, what do you think about all this? I mean, you know, I've, I've actually read several times where someone does, they'll climb over a bridge and they'll wait for a truck to come and they'll just jump right down in front of that truck and become hamburger meat. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but that's pretty... In fact, you know what, if you think about it, Ruthann, not only are you involving everybody in your life, but that's a closed casket. Your whole family is going to be devastated just by a closed casket funeral if this is the way you choose to commit suicide. It is. I mean, you you're, you're, you have to think there's more people involved in your life than what you think. You might feel depressed because you feel alone, but you are not. There's always going to be someone else that's really wondering what's going on with you. Always. It doesn't matter. There's someone else in your life. You are actually, no one's never completely alone. So when you have to feel that you need to take it upon yourself to involve someone else in your, your depression of, of wanting to commit suicide, you got to realize that there's going to be a, a, a fallout. There's going to be, you're not going to be left. I mean, if you end up succeeding, because we already read those statistics that, you know, not everything is succeeding. It's like what one third, you know, of, of the, of the amount, maybe a quarter of the amount of people that attempted to commit suicide actually succeeded in it. So if you end up being a person that actually succeeds in it, which, you know, I, I truthfully hope that you would never attempt it, but the person that you use to make that motivation or the person that found you is going to go through 
just as much trauma as you've gone through. So if you feel as though you're in any form of a crisis, if you feel you need to talk to someone, I'm going to give you two numbers right now that you can call. 1-800-273-8255. That's a suicide crisis hotline. But if you don't want to physically talk, you can text. You text to T-A-L-K, talk to number 741-741. So text 741-741. Just put talk in that subject line, someone's going to try and help you. Yeah. And if you can't get through to somebody that you're looking for, you can always message Talk CDL on our Facebook or any of our social media pages. And we would definitely try to find help for you also. Um, And I'm sure that your brother truckers out there would love to help you if you're depressed, if there's something that's bothering you and you're feeling suicidal, you're feeling um, that, that life isn't worth going on. I promise you it, it, it really is worth going on every day. If you get up every day and realize that you're alive and be thankful that you are alive. Also, you know, if you're a person out there that's, that's thinking about suicide and you're going to try to use a semi truck to do it, think about that before you do that. That's it's, it's first off, we wouldn't want to see you kill yourself, either a pedestrian and second off, you're, you're involving so many people in their lives, when you do that, you, 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 like Ruth Ann said, you bring them into that dark room yourself. So, you know, try to be thinking a little bit more ahead. And again, like Ruth Ann said, if you're really, really, really depressed, suicidal, you're not understanding life right now, you feel like you're, like it said in that one article, you're in this dark room, you know, just reach out. I'm telling you, I, and, and I know some of the articles I read, it's, if, it's real hard for them to reach out, Ruthann, you know what I mean, and, 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 and ask for help. But guys, it, by all means, you know, pull that strength out of you. You know, get mad, pull it out, and, and, and really reach out. Call somebody, reach out to somebody, and see if there's something that can be done to help you with what, the way you're feeling, Ruthann. That's really all I've got. I hope that if there is anything going on that someone will reach out that that needs it. I don't want to break that break that 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 vicious cycle. Break it. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on. And uh well, we got do you have any word of the day? You know you should start doing looking up the word of the day. Find some new word in trucking. That would be a cool little project for you to do. You know that yeah. word of the day in trucking. I think I, I topped it off with my, my only one. <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 and we are trying to, you're, you know, the, this, what's it called? Word genius? Word genius. Word genius. They have made Ruth Ann smarter. And I'm wondering if there's truckers out there that are smarter now because of Ruth Ann. I bet there is. Yeah. I bet there is. There's someone out there, at least. There's quite a few of them that are now thanking me. Well, the last couple of guests that we had on, at the end of the show, they go, What's the word? What's the word of the day, Ruth Ann? So yeah, see? Kinda, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I got All one right, here. So word of the day with Word Genius and Ruth Ann. Here we go. Flinders. What is it? Flinders. Glenders? Flinders. Flinders? F-L-I-N-D-E-R-S. Flinders. 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 Yes. Flinders. Yes. Is it a, a noun? Flinders. Yes. It is? Yes. Okay. Um, Flinders. And Flinders. it is English. It's late Middle English, 15th century. He's got his Flinders on. Is it a clothing? No. He's got Flinders on his car. Ooh, no. You said it's England, right? No, I said it's middle, late Middle English. Oh, okay. I was trying to imitate it. A, You're a, trying to... A chap. Yeah. Okay. It, so it's not a... Nothing to do with a vehicle, nothing to do with clothing. Nope. What's a Flinder? It's small fragments or splinters. Really? Yeah. Flinders. I, I don't know why they couldn't say 
a splinter, because splinter and flinder, I mean, it's small fragments or splinters. Splinter, flinder. flinder. I, it's the same thing to me. Yeah. You know? All right. So flinders, mm-hmm. small fragments. There you go. But I also have. We should challenge yeah. everybody out there. When you hear Ruth Ann's word of the day from Word Genius, use it that night and the next day in a sentence. Just mm-hmm. purposely look for a reason to use the word of the day. Ooh, you know what would be really cool? What's that? If they can record it for me and send it to me. Oh, cool. That would be awesome. Do you have anything else? Yes. What do you got? Where do the fishermen get their haircut? Dan's on this joke kick. <laughs> no, wait, wait, where do they... Where do fishermen get their haircut? I don't know, but do they get mullets? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> where, where do they get their haircuts, Ruth Ann? The bobber shop. The bobber? <laughs> this crazy woman. Hey, guys, seriously, I've been with her too long. All right. He lies. All right, we're out of here, Ruth Ann. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.